Am I on? Okay. As I told y'all the last time I preached uh, behind this pulpit, I, uh, I'm naturally loud, and my wife has to constantly tell me to uh, get quiet. I'm not going to say it exactly the way she does, um, but y'all understand what I'm saying. Uh, matter of fact, when we were practicing songs last night, I think they were actually turning my mic down until they finally just unplugged it, uh, and I was still too loud. So, But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, tonight, I want to share my heart with you. Um, this is something that the Lord laid on my heart early last Sunday morning. Um, I've, I've spoken with Jay about it, and, and I'll be honest with you, I've, I've not struggled as much with this message because I know truly it's from the Lord. I didn't have to I didn't have to try to find a connection. I didn't have to try to find a way to present it other than just giving you what the Lord gave me and laying my heart out. Um, what we're going to talk about tonight is there is a few things that just really truly break my heart. Um, I mean it really breaks my heart to see a lost soul. It really does. Um, I know each and every one of us, if I was to take a poll tonight, that each and every one of us in here has a family member or a loved one or a friend or, or somebody that we should be praying for, that we should be knocking on the door, that we should be presenting the gospel to them every time we got, got around them. I mean, my brother, my own personal brother, I tell you, and, and this is going to be part of the message, but my biological brother, it breaks my heart because I know at his current status right now that if he was to, to die right now, take that final breath, I know where his eternal destiny is. And it, I, I ain't going to lie, it tears me apart. And, and my wife is here and she'll testify to this also that when I get around my brother, man, I want to share with him. I mean, to the point that, that he gets mad at me. Um, and, and it's not because I'm sharing hatefully. It's like most people... He don't want to hear it. Um, we pray. I pray for my brother. I pray the Lord's going to open his heart one day. But it's going to be the Lord doing it. It's not going to be me doing it. But that's one thing that truly breaks my heart is, is seeing lost souls. Something else that breaks my heart. And we're going to talk about, well, something else that breaks my heart. And I'll be honest with you. If you are claimed to be a Christian and you do not go out and witness, man, it tears my heart up. Because we have been given the greatest gift that man has ever received. The greatest gift in salvation. The Lord Jesus Christ himself, we've been given this gift. Why are we not out wanting to share it with somebody else? And, and as I talked about the last time I was here, mostly it's because of fear. We are afraid to share the love that we have experienced. The love that we have received. We are scared to do it. But then on the other side, there's a flip side to that coin. There are those that they go out and share the gospel, but they share it all wrong. They share it angrily. They share it not prayed up. They share it from a head knowledge without a heart knowledge. Yep. And that's sort of where we're going to be at here tonight. Because here's the other thing that just upsets me, and this is what was revealed to me Sunday morning early. My wife can testify, and, and, and Jay, if he, if he stood up, he'd tell you that I've shared this with him, but to, something that really just really hurts my heart is when I see people who profess to be Christians 
when they profess to be Christians. I didn't say when they are Christians, when they profess to be Christian, when they profess to come to a saving knowledge. And they get out, they live for the world. They get out, they tangle themselves up in a miry mess. And, and just to let you know what sort of where I'm going, and, and I want you to understand right now, I personally firmly believe that all lives matter. There is not one life any different than another life. I don't care, care what color your skin is. All lives matter. But there are so many professing Christians that are getting behind the stuff that's going on in the world today under the title of Black Lives Matter. Now, again, all lives matter. It's not against Black Lives Matter, but I'll tell you, if you look at a lot of the things that's going on in the world today under that title, I personally would not want to be associated with it. Because all these riots, all these crimes that we're seeing, all this police brutality, I mean, it's to the point that firefighters rescue police. I mean, it's gotten to the point that they have called military in because these individuals are not safe in their own neighborhood. And it's all under the banner of Black Lives Matter. Now, again, I say it's not about Black Lives Matter. It's not about the color of their skin. It's called sin. S-I-N. Yeah. Period. There is no color in sin. I can tell you that firsthand. I am Native American. I have black in me. I am Italian. I am German. I am English or American. But here's the thing. I'm a child of God. Yeah. I am a sinner. Saved by grace, born again in the, in the family of God. But anyway, my text tonight comes out of uh, 2 Thessalonians. I'm going to have a couple of texts that we're going to go to tonight. So bear with me. I promise I won't have you flipping through your Bible all night long. But we're going to go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 1, 2, and 3. And I'm going to pause it and give you a chance to get there. But I'll tell you. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says that we are not to be conformed to this world. We are to be transformed. Transformed. We are to be in the world, but we're not supposed to be of the world. We are of Jesus Christ. If we are born again, blood bought this evening, we are different than the world we face today because we have something they don't have, and that is our Savior. First or Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be or ye be not soon shaken in mind. Don't 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 get your mind all messed up in it. Or be troubled, neither in your spirit, nor by a word or letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. We know that the Lord's coming. We know that He can come right now. The day of Christ is at hand. But it goes on to say, verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Well, here's, here's where I was going with what I was talking about, what set me off. I said, or I shouldn't say set me off, but the thing that just burned in my heart was, I see on TV professing believers, professing, professing people, I'll say it that way, who got up there and they professed Christ. They profess a religion. They stand up and they're associated in all this writing. 
They're associated with all these crimes. They're associated with all this stuff that's going on in the world today that is not godly. They associate with it. And when I say they associate with it, you understand that, that when we are Christians, we are bought with the price. We are sealed in the heavens. And here's the thing. When we step out, we go somewhere, or we do something, we actually, because we're being watched, we can actually destroy our testimony, we can destroy our witness, and we actually bring a bad name upon Christ. That is what's wrong with the American Christian religion today. There are so many people, and here's where I'm getting ready to go with this, there are so many people that attend church Never know Christ is a Savior. There are so many people that, that have signed a card. They never come to a Savior relationship. There are so many people that, that have actually come up here. The altar. Whether it be here or the church down the street. They come to the altar. For the simple thing of getting yourself out of trouble. Because they got to a fight with somebody the night before. And they felt guilty of it. They come up and said, forgive me. But they never meant it in their heart. They had it right up top here. I tell you, it's something that hurts my heart. When I see individuals just abuse and mistreat our Lord and Savior, I mean, we can look at the movies like The Passion and we can see the beating that He took for me, yep. for you. I mean, He was beat. According to Scripture, He was beat to the point that He was not recognizable. Amen. And here's the thing. If you profess to be a Christian and you're going out living for the world, you're just as guilty of beating again. It was the day he was crucified. And I'll tell you that because here in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, and you don't have to turn to it, but just write it down, look it up later. I always want you, if I ever preach the word to you, I always want you to research it behind me and correct me if I'm ever wrong in anything I say. Because it's not me, it's what the Lord gave to me. And I can't learn if you're not, not communicating. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Hey, look out here in the community right now. Look around the world right now. What do you see? I see perilous times. I see crime just running rampant. I see homosexuality running rampant. I see sickness. Oh, wait. There's a virus going around. If you're scared of it, I can tell you right now, by the authority of God, if you're scared of it, running scared from this virus, um, listen to me, you're not putting your trust in Him. Because in Him there is no fear. Over 365 times, the numbers vary depending on what translation you're using, but over 365 times, He says fear not. So we know fear is not from Him, it's from the devil. But anyway, these are perilous times we listen to. And listen, listen to what verse 2 says. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Hmm. Yep. Hugs, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heavy, heavy, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And here's the verse I want you to underline in your Bible if you underline it. 
circle it, highlight it, mark it, memorize it, meditate on it. Having a form, verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. I'll tell you, as I mentioned, there is a lot of individuals out there that have walked in on. They signed a card. They said a prayer. They've never changed their heart. They have a form of godliness, but they've never experienced that power. They have it up here, but they never crossed it here. It's there. When I see individuals out there that's standing in line with these protesters, well, you know, Jesus loves everybody. Yes, he did. He died for everybody, so I know he loved everybody. He wishes that none should perish. Yes, I, I, I understand that. But he also was against sin. Yeah. He was also against brutality in general, but in this case, police brutality. There was a lot that he definitely against that people associate themselves with today. I'm going to tell you, if you sit under a preacher that misuses this word, I don't care who it is. If he misinterprets it, misuses it, misreads it, if he gives you 95% truth and 5% lie, he made it 100% a lie. I'm telling you that. I've seen it. I've walked with him. I've heard him. I've had to run away from him because of this verse right here that says, from such, turn away. Doesn't mean I don't love them. Doesn't mean that I'm not praying for them. Okay. I know you're sitting there, you're saying, well, we're not supposed to judge. I'm going to have you turn over into your Bibles, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 says, Judge not, lest ye be judged. Okay, well, hey, that's good. You know, we're going to stop right there because that's where the world stops. Says, You can't judge me. You can't judge me. I'm going to tell you right now by the authority of Jesus Christ who died on the cross to give us this word judgment. It's already happened. I'm no longer judging. I'm no longer judging. You're no longer judging. It is our duty as Christians, as born-again believers, to point out sin in other people's lives. But be careful. Be careful. Mind you, be careful. Don't point out a sin in somebody else's life when you've got a whole bag of don't do it. But here's the thing. Where I really wanted you to go to in chapter 7 of Matthew is down, and we're going to start in verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving in woods. You shall know them by their fruits. Yep. Amen. It gets better. <laughs> do not, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Yeah. If you're a child of God, you can't be associated with the world. You cannot be tied up in this myth. A good tree does not bring forth evil fruit. Every tree that brings forth not good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Verse 20. Wherefore, by their fruit, you shall know them. To me, reading this word, and I've read it in different translations, I've gone to different commentators, and pretty much the consensus is, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, 
We're to judge, not the individual, because that's already happened. We're to judge for fruit. Yeah. If you're not producing fruit, you're, you got two places. You're either never been saved, or you've so far backslidden that you're not producing fruit. But here's the thing. You are producing fruit. It may not be fruit for God, but you're producing fruit. Yeah. You're going to either be producing fruit for God, or you're going to be producing fruit for death. Because everybody's always watching you, every step you take, yeah. every move you make. Yeah, Somebody's going to be watching you. And here's the thing, if you're not producing fruit for God, you're producing fruit for somebody. If, if you would see a brother out in the world, and that brother's sinning, Galatians 6.2 says that if we catch a brother in a fall, we who are spiritual, we who are born again, we should confront that brother. And we should say, out of love, out of love, brother, you're sinning. Brother, you're messing up. I, I was talking with Jay about this, and I, I love to pick on Jay, and I hope you don't mind, but I was telling Jay, I said, as, as, as an example, Jay, you messed up, brother. I seen you going down the road the other day with the beer in your hand, cigarette in the other hand. You know, you were flying down the road, your hair was whipping in the wind. I seen you, brother. Brother, can I help you? Is there some trouble? Brother, can I pray with you? That's out of love. That's out of love. But if I come up to Jay and I say, Jay, man, you were messing up. I seen you doing all this stuff the other day. Don't you know that God said don't do it? What are you doing? You need to get, excuse me, get right in Christ. That's not out of love. That's picking him up. That's not what God wants. God wants us to love them to salvation. He wants to love them to repentance. He wants us to love them to renewing. Then I go on. I believe, and I share, I got Jay's opinion on this also. Out of reading scripture, I believe that if you are a professing individual, you profess the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to hear one of two things in your life. The day you're called home, there's going to be one of two things that you're going to hear. As a saved individual, your destiny is already sin, or we know you're going to hell. We know you're going to go to the eternal fire, the torment, the separation from God. But this is for those who profess. Those who have the head knowledge but never experience the power of it. You're going to hear one of two things. The very first thing is found in verse 23. I'm going to start in 21 of chapter 7. It says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven, heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Here we go. This is somebody that's got a head knowledge. This is somebody that's only confessing. This is not somebody that's ever had a heart change. It says, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? In my personal opinion, this is probably the saddest, saddest verse in the whole life. And then Jesus will profess unto them. I know it's Jesus talking because it's in the Jesus professes unto them, 
I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. See, if we don't have that saving relationship, if we do not have the Lord Jesus Christ coming into our lives and living within us, we can come up here and we can do church all day long. There are many religions in this world right now, they're doing church. Their hearts never change. Their mindset here, we're going to church, I signed a card, I was praying at the altar, the pastor's the best friend of mine, whatever. If our heart has never changed, if we've never came to the Lord Jesus Christ and said, I'm a sinner, forgive me, I believe in you, this is where we're going to find ourselves. Apart from me, I never knew you. And I know it's a hard message tonight, and I, and, and I would apologize to you, but I'll be honest with you, I feel like this is exactly where the Lord would have us. If nobody else in this place needs this tonight, I know I did. Mm. Praise God. Turn to in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Go down to verse 23 in your Bible. And I'm going to tell you right here, this is the spot that if you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, if, if you are blood-bought here tonight, this is something you should strive to hear. Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, and it says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful in a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Two things. Every professing person, not Christian, every professing person is going to hear one or the other. They're either going to hear, depart from me, for I never make you. I just hope and pray. I hope and pray that I've made the Lord proud and that I can hear these words. Well done. Good. There's a whole much that it takes. There's so much that it takes to fight the world today. Because everywhere we turn, it's in our face. You know, and I'll be honest with you, it's very easy to get swayed, swayed to try to cross that line. And I'll tell you one remedy that we saw. Study the word. If you don't study the words, you don't know what's wrong. You don't know what's right. You don't know that I'm fixing to step off this edge. Because here's the thing. When we turn away from God in my, in my sanctified imagination, I firmly believe that when we turn away from God, we're falling off an edge. Then we stay out here a couple of days, a couple of weeks. We fall again. Stay out there a little bit longer. Until finally, we're so far from where we started. And I'm going to tell you, Satan loves this spot. I know I've been there before in my life. Satan loves this spot. Because right here at this spot, I'm not going to be good for the Lord. I'm not doing the same thing for him. I'm just praying that I get by. But here's the thing. This is the best part. Y'all know my, my, one of my favorite verses, First John 1 and 9. If we... Yeah. He, who is faithful and just, will cleanse us and wash us, make us new. 
Christ back into his family, sort of like a child. Get ready to go out one day, or family get together, or whatever. And the child falls into a mud puddle. What do you do? I know at first you're going to get a little angry. I'm saying, hear me, son. But what do you do? If they say, I'm sorry, you carry me to the bathtub and you wash it. Yeah. You put new clothes on. You prepare them for the next step. Here's what Jesus does. He says that if we confess our sins, that He is faithful and just to cleanse us and to wash us from all that faithfulness. All that stuff. Everything that was yesterday, everything that happened, it's been washed, it's been cleaned, it's been renewed. It's with the Word of the Bible. You are now at that point blameless. Another way of reading that Word is above reproach. Because you have been sanctified. You have been justified. You have been glorified. Yeah, those are big Bible terms. But Jesus says, you're clean. You're washed. He said, while it's hanging on the cross of Calvary, it is finished. Now tonight, I don't know where any one particular person in this place sits or stands. I, I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you said a prayer when you were a long time, a little bitty child but you've never truly felt it in your heart. You've never truly got to the point where you can trust in Jesus for everything. You never got to the point where the, the, the struggles and the burdens of this world have weighed you down and you felt relief. Maybe it's you. Maybe here again, you've never been born again. Maybe you've never came to that saving knowledge. Maybe you, you are just... You, you just walk it through life hoping you do enough good works. <coughs> good works will never save you, I can tell you that. Because it's by His grace, nothing else. I know I'm paraphrasing that, and forgive me, but, you know, it's, it, it, it's the message. It's nothing we do, nothing I've ever done. Because I'll tell you, if it was left up to me, I know exactly where I would be. My brother said it the other week. He said that I would probably still be in the burden of my sin. I would probably be locked up somewhere. I would probably be in a whole lot worse shape than I've ever been in my life because I would never come to know Christ and I would get down that fiery club. Maybe tonight you're living the good life. Maybe you're walking hand in hand with the Lord. You're getting up every morning. You're studying your Bible. You're spending that quality time with Him. You walk through the day with joy in your heart, song on your lips, and everywhere you go, as it was mentioned, you just, you just ooze. Yeah. You just ooze. Man, I'll tell you, I'll listen to a message, and, and, and I'll tell you, you can feel the Spirit coming off the individual. Man, he was singing, he was playing, he was strumming, but I'm telling you what, you can feel the Spirit. He had joy in his heart. You can tell he was walking with the Lord. And I guarantee you, if he's walking with the Lord, he's not walking in the protest. Yeah. I guarantee you, if he's walking in the war or with the Lord, he's not out supporting abortions. Yeah. I can tell you, if he's walking with the Lord, he's not out there with gay pride supporting homosexuals, lesbians, the LGBTQRSTV, whatever. He's not out there because the Lord says he's against it. And if we love the Lord, yes, as it was mentioned Sunday, if we love the Lord, we're going to follow His commandments. 
We're not going to hesitate on them. We're not going to walk away from them. Maybe you truly never said Jesus. I told you before, and I'll keep telling you, if I can force you to come up here, it's me doing the work tonight, Lord. But I'll tell you right now, if the Lord's stuck on your heart tonight, it's tonight. I said it right. Tonight is tonight. I know the Bible verse says today is the day of salvation. Well, here's the thing. Today is almost over with. It's nighttime now. Do not go to sleep. As our brother, and I hate to pull, pull him up, but it's the closest thing that I remember. He stood up here Sunday morning. Praising the Lord. Yeah. You can tell my brother walked with the Lord. He was praising him. He was worshiping. He was doing everything the Lord wants us to do. The next day he was called home. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, folks. That could have been any one of us. So tonight, I'm asking, I'm begging, I'm pleading, I'm challenging you. Make sure your heart's right with the Lord. One or two things, if you profess to be a Christian, you're walking in darkness, not following the Lord. If you let anything else stir you away from church, stir you away from Bible reading, stir you away from fellowship, you're not walking with the Lord. Because if you are truly born again, you're going to want to be in the doors every time the doors are open. You're going to find something to listen to on the radio. You're going to find time to study your Bible. You're going to find friends to fellowship with. You're going to have accountability partners that's going to tell you, brother, you mess up. You need to be faithful. You need to be faithful. Let us pray. Father, this evening, I just, I come before you now, Lord, and I pray that, Lord, I presented the message the way you have it presented. Father, I pray that, Lord, that we, Lord, I pray you will touch our hearts tonight. Father, I pray that if there's that individual in here tonight that has never come to know you as their personal Savior, Father, I pray that tonight will be that night of their salvation. But, Father, I also pray, also pray, Lord, that if there's anyone in here that has ever walked an aisle, signed a card, or just uttered the words without ever accepting it in their heart. I pray that tonight will be that night that they get it right. Father, I pray for your blessed hand to be upon us, Lord. And Father, ultimately and utmostly, Lord, I pray your will will be done and that, Lord, you will be glorified in every word, action, and deed. Father, may we cling to you Father, I pray that you'll place a, a place of yearning in our hearts, Lord, a burning desire to draw closer to you, Lord. Lord, I love you and I thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You want to get a song together, sir? Tonight the altar's open. Um, I'll tell you, if you come up, I'm not going to judge you because you may just have something weighing heavy on your heart. Lord knows I do. I mean, I look at my brothers and my sisters struggling every day. I look at my brothers and sisters as the Bible says, there's coming a great falling away. Now, I do believe that those individuals that are falling away are those individuals that only have head knowledge. Those that just made a profession in their experience. I pray, as a matter of fact, I ask that you come you pray for that individual that you know tonight, unsaved. Yeah. 
I pray that you'll come, if you can, to make your way up and you pray for that individual that you know is unsaved. It's not, well, maybe he is, maybe, that you know. Matter of fact, if you don't know anybody that is unsaved, come and pray the Lord will reveal somebody to you. Because he will, because he wants all men to be saved. Yeah. Women too. But he wants all men to be saved. Pray for them. But then be obedient and go out and witness to 